What is up, you guys? And welcome back to the Force the Change podcast. It feels like it's been a hot minute since I've been on the mic. Um, but we've had we've had quite the last couple of weeks. It has been absolute craziness from moving down to Kentucky, Chase being gone in the Dominican for a week, and all the house projects that we did. Um, and then this week of a new job, um, same job that I was doing in Milwaukee, like I said. I get lots of questions about that on my Instagram about like what my job is, but I don't really want anybody to know exactly what I do or who I do it for because my online life and my professional life are very different, and I like to keep them separate. So I just tell people that I'm in sales, um, animal health sales specifically. Um, since I went to college for an animal science degree, um, and now we are in animal health sales, and it's going pretty well, but um, I just started in my new territory this week in Kentucky, so that's been a little bit draining as well, and then on top of that, we got a 24-hour flu bug. Um, that was a wild 24 hours, I will say. Um, I woke up yesterday morning feeling like I could literally calculate gravity and could tell you where it was pinpointing on my skin because literally everything like air felt heavy every single time that I moved any single muscle that was involved in that which was I don't know all of them was like aching it was just I have not been that sick since I was probably a kid and it was a little bit scary because I don't know being a very healthy active um like I don't know just like bodily aware person I I don't feel things that intensely that often um my gut if anything gets a little bit painful at times and that's something that I've learned to manage over the years so even that doesn't really bother me too much but getting sick is usually something very minimal for me um and it it usually is like a sinus infection or a little bit of a head cold and I just get really mucusy and stuffy and maybe a little bit of a headache. My body is usually fine and I pretty much have to decide, you know, do I think I can train through this? Am I good? Do I need to rest more? You know, where are we at? And yesterday waking up, I was like, I am not leaving the house. I'm not climbing the stairs if I don't have to. That's the thing. It's like I use the upstairs bathroom because Chase has uh, – we're in a three-bed, two-and-a-half-bath house, and the master bedroom and master bathroom do not match. So the master bathroom is quite small, and so I just kind of let Chase have that as his bathroom, his man bathroom. And my bathroom with my makeup and my skincare and all that jazz is politely and nicely placed in the upstairs bathroom. But the problem is when you feel like you're dying, climbing the stairs is quite a chore. Um, so yesterday, I think I went upstairs one time and it was just to grab as much as I could and then go back downstairs and leave it downstairs. Um, but I slept religiously yesterday. Um, more sleep than I could possibly get. Like, I don't even know how I slept that much, but I did. I just lounged all day. I tried to do some work, but like, that's how I knew that I was super sick because I was sending, <laughs> looking back now, I should have had someone take my work phone away because I do have a separate work phone. And I was trying to network with these new people that are in my new territory. And I just wasn't making sense over my text messages. And I had to spend this morning apologizing and clarifying on what I meant because I should not 
<clears throat> excuse me, should not have been trying to push through that. Um, but we did because I don't know when to take a break. Um, so I was actually really proud of myself because Mark and I have been working on being more in tune with my body, especially during this odd digestion time in my life, this health phase that we're going through. Um, any stress on the body is stress on the body and it's going to stress out the microbiome that I'm trying to rebuild and regrow inside my gut. So Mark has tried to drill it into my head that no matter what kind of stress it is, whether it be, um, you know, your body fighting off a sickness or a virus or, you know, a life event that happened that causes you stress, um, Either way, those are still stressors and those are still going to negatively affect my gut and my microbiome. So I, excuse me, scratched throat today. I was good enough yesterday, proud little pat on the back for Mads, um, that I took the entire day off. I didn't care about my steps. I have a 10K step goal every day and I didn't even think about it. So I was really proud of myself. Didn't go to the gym. And today we will also... Well, we'll be going to the gym, but we're just going to walk on the treadmill, get our steps in today, start slow, but we're not going to overly fatigue our body because we feel better today. Um, it is a complete 180 today. I will say that I am feeling way, way better. I do not believe that I had COVID. I had no temperature um, and I didn't have any uh, you know, taste or smell symptoms loss thereof. Um, <clears throat> I cannot stop coughing. Um Y'all are going to have to bear with me because with no co-host, we got to take drink breaks. You know what I'm saying? But anyways, clearly we have a tickly throat today um, and that's probably still from yesterday. But um, I feel like a brand new person today. I feel like myself. Um, I tried to rest as much as I could yesterday. Hydrate. I did not take any medication. No Dayquil, no Advil, no um, Mucinex, nothing. I didn't take anything because I know how reactive my gut is right now and how much effort and dedication that I have put in in order to create the somewhat regular bowel movements that I am currently passing. And I was not about to compromise those for what seemed like a 24-hour flu bug. So we did not take any medication. I'm actually very, very happy that I didn't because um, I'm sure that's probably why I feel a lot better today too is because my gut um, was not disrupted more than it had to be in fighting off um, whatever it was with my natural immunity. So super proud of myself for taking a rest day, making sure I still ticked off all my boxes yesterday, got my eight hours. Um, The only things that I didn't do was I took an extra rest day because I couldn't go to the gym. And then I also did not meet my step goal. But like I said, when I already have that much amount of a stress on my body from whatever it, whatever kind of bug that was, Um, that was not the important thing. Exerting myself was not pertinent to my goals that day. Um, the best thing for me was rest. So we did that yesterday. We're doing that again today. Um, I didn't leave the house for work today. I just worked from home. Um, and we will be getting some extra steps in today, taking the dog on the walk, recording a podcast finally, since it's been 90 years since I've done that. Um, (laughs) all of the things, But no, we're feeling much, much better today, um, and I'm very, very thankful for that. Um, I was very, very nervous that it was going to be COVID. I mean, half of me was like, can I please just get COVID because I haven't gotten COVID yet? And I figure once I get it, it's over and done with. And so I was 
so convinced yesterday that I had COVID, but um, Chase convinced me to wait on getting the at-home test, number one, because you can't get them anywhere right now, and number two, because we wanted to see how I felt today, and I didn't want to panic anybody, so I waited, and today I feel perfectly fine. Could I lift today? Probably. Could I lift to my full potential? No. So I'm going to wait one more day. It's going to be a leg day tomorrow. It's going to be a Saturday leg day. So RIP to everyone. Mr. CP legs will be in town. I think I've said that like 80 times. I'm just really excited. Um, Meeting your Instagram friends in person, there really isn't anything that you can compare that to, but I'm just, I'm so freaking excited. Like I love, one of my favorite things about my fitness page is connecting with people all over the country, all over the world that share similar mindsets, goals, um, aspirations, interests. I just think it's so cool that like you could hop on a single platform and talk to somebody in Europe, in Australia, or, you know, just down the street that you never would meet because they go to a different gym than you do, but they live in the same town. I think it's so cool. So Chris is coming to Lexington to see the Bedsons, and I'm super excited to get to hang out with him and um, hopefully record another podcast since the last time that we podcasted. I, I mean, there was great feedback. It was one of my, my most listened to podcasts was the one that Chris was on. But um, because he was at uh, Nationals in Orlando, it was just poopy audio just just not good um and then my power went out in the middle of it and it was just a fucking nightmare so i'm really hoping that we could record something in person since we've both been sick um that we can you know take our elderberry shots and feel better just kidding that's not what i do but um just trying to get together and get things more normal um uh, try to record another podcast would be really, really great because I really did enjoy having Chris on. And it seemed like you guys did too. So we'd love to see it. Um, digestion update from me, since you guys seem to ask me about that every single day. And again, I do really, really appreciate support from you guys. Um, I'd never thought that I would really have any kind of platform online. Um, but the fact that I do even as small as it is and the impact that I can make on you all and the education that I can spread and awareness for not only like digestive issues, but just for fitness in general um, and discuss things. That's my favorite thing too is like I love when I post like thought provoking things and then you guys actually like respond to them or question me or ask for more detail or DM me about it to like have an open forum discussion. Like I love that shit. Again, I love the fact that I can connect with people on this on this podcast, in on my Instagram, on any form of social media or media in general, I think it's really, really cool to be able to share ideas and, you know, just constantly better ourselves because at the end of the day, I think that's everybody's goal is just to constantly grow, be a better person, be a better human, a better girlfriend, mother, friend, uh, functioning member of society, a better athlete, a better bodybuilder, a better whatever you are working towards, just bettering yourself every day. And I think that the more that we reach out and collaborate together, collaboration is where I think that you most great ideas come from and great change comes from. So I think it's really cool to be able to collaborate with your peers um, or people that you admire too. I love connecting with people that are smarter than me that teach me things because God knows I am not all knowing, although I do like to spread the minimal knowledge that I do have with you all. Um, So a little digestion update, um, a little personal thing in the beginning here of my podcast. Um, I just want to let you guys know that, you know, 
we are in a little bit of a rough patch right now with the digestion. Um, last week and this week have been uh, pretty up and down, but there have been a lot of stressors last week and this week. Um, Chase was gone in the Dominican for a whole week, and there were a lot of stressful situations that happened when he was gone, um, living in a new city, new house, um, setting boundaries for people around you. Um, I... <clears throat> absolutely adore everybody in Chase's life. I love his friends. I love his family. I love everything about this man and this city that is such a large part of him. But um, him living alone in a three-bed, three-bath house is very different than him living with his girlfriend that's been long distance for two years on and off in the three-bedroom, three-bath house that used to be I don't want to call it a halfway house, but like whenever I would visit Chase, his brothers did used to live here. So there were always like friends, family. It was like an open door policy. Like people were always coming in and out constantly. And they knew that this was always a safe space for them to come if they ever needed to get away, chill, be around somebody, not be around anybody, whatever they needed. You know, there was an open door, a place for them to come. And now with me being here, it's kind of a whole different set of boundaries, parameters, rules. Um, there can't be people that I don't know and I'm not familiar with coming in and out of the house because it's not its not Chase's house anymore. It's not Chase and his brother's house anymore. It's not a bachelor pad anymore. It's not a frat house anymore. Like this is a home now. Um, and he and I both agree this is not like me – being overbearing, putting my foot down and like telling all of his family and friends to fuck off. Like that is not at all what is happening. This is just a house that we have taken from a common gathering place for friends and family to come at any time. And now it is starting to transition into a home for the both of us. Um, and I love him to death and I'm I'm so proud of him for setting these boundaries with people in his life because he he's starting to blossom into this wonderful, wonderful man. Um, and hang on one moment, guys. He's calling me. Hey, babe, you're on the pod. On the pod? You're on the pod. Oh, shit. Uh, what kind of uh, coffee do you want? Ladies, get you a man like this. Um, I would get you a Kentucky boy. That's get, all you, get you a Kentucky boy. I would like the same thing that I got the other day, babe. A venti iced Americano with three stevia and cinnamon powder, please. Say less. Give me about 20, 25 minutes. I'll be there. Okay, I'll see you in 30. Bye, baby. I love you. Love you. Bye. Okay, I don't know if you guys could hear that very well, but that's my best friend. Anyways, um, Chase and I have always been, like, super, super goofy together, and that's why I love him so much is because we're, like, BFFs, but um, it's kind of crazy. The week of the Dominican, I thought that I was going to get so much done because I was home by myself and he was gone, and I did. Don't get me wrong. I got a lot of home renovation done. Um, I unpacked everything I brought with me from Milwaukee, so – all of our stuff is like combined now, like our closets are combined, the kitchen's all set up, all the dishes are here, you know, I got groceries, I cooked, I rearranged things, I moved artwork around, I changed blinds, I um, put lights in, I painted the front door, I cleaned up the yard, 
did a lot of stuff. Um, so I was very, very busy that week, but also there were a couple of events that just really kind of set me off mentally. And that's kind of where I was going with the whole, you know, people are constantly in and out of this house because I don't think that people are quite used to the change and the boundaries that we are setting in terms of this house and that people can't come and go as freely as they used to. And just because people knew the front door code does not mean they can just walk in the door whenever they want to. So there were a couple of jarring, um, scary events, uh, maybe some intruders at three in the morning. Um, I won't go into it because it was one of the scariest moments of my life and I will be learning how to shoot a gun, um, but everybody is okay. Um, it did cause a lot of tension between Chase and I, mostly because I didn't feel safe and he didn't feel safe with me not being safe and him not being in the country. Um, so I didn't, I wanted to record multiple podcasts that week to have on the burner for when I knew that work was going to be picking up and that I would have these ready, these topics ready to talk to you guys about. And all I would have to do is record like a little intro to kind of update you on like current events in my life. And then we could go into the topic, but one thing after another, you guys, and then work started and then I got sick and it's just like, I'll say the same thing that I used to say on my Instagram is I don't get paid for this shit. Um, so I'm going to bring it as much as I can, the best that I can every single week, if possible to the best of my ability, but things happen. Um, you know, I'm pretty busy these days putting all the toilet seats, um, in the house down constantly and picking up after my man child boyfriend. Um, but again, I do love him. I love to roast him. He is the bud of all of my jokes, but he is also the light of my life. So I digress. I digress. Um, But with all of that said, um, I wanted to get into this week's topic, which I wanted to post this a couple of weeks ago when the new year was, you know, more new. But now you get it a few weeks in on January, whatever day this comes out. Um, It's the 14th now, but hopefully this releases on Monday. Um, So let's get into this week's topic. So you want to lose weight. Let's talk about it. I would say, I don't know, like 90% of the people that make fitness goals in the new year are always, you know, I want to get, I want to be healthier. I want to lose weight as majority of the time is what it is. I mean, bodybuilders and people that are already very fitness oriented may be the ones that are saying I want to gain size or I want to maintain or I want to this, that, this, but I'm talking about the general public. Um, the people that are not super fitness minded, are not super fitness involved, that want to kickstart their fitness this year. Um, and especially in today's day and age of social media, I mean, I've talked about this so many times on the podcast about how many resources are out there and how overwhelming it can be. Um, I mean, given in the nutrition podcast with, um, Dr. Matthew Cowling, we talked about all the different resources you can go to or that are not even that you can go to, but that are out there and available for just nutrition information. And then you want to get onto a topic even larger of just and more general of just fitness or how to lose weight. There are so many resources out there in terms of social media or companies or, you know, classes or um, like Weight Watchers or programs like that. There are so many things out there. And then there's also individual coaching or personal training. And these things are all so vastly different that I'm sure it can be so, so overwhelming for a general consumer 
to just be like, okay, I want to lose weight. Where do I go for this? How do I start? So I just wanted to cover the topics very baseline, very generic, and just kind of break down some terms um, and kind of how to start to go about your weight loss journey. Because there are so many different ways that you could start. Um, and I just really wanted to dive into it with you guys and just hit on as much information as I possibly can. Um, first and foremost, the most, I think one of the most important things um, for people that are interested in losing weight or kickstarting a fitness journey is to set expectations for yourself and to set realistic expectations. I feel like I've talked about this since I was blue in the face, but if you don't set expectations or realistic expectations, you're going to be let down. Um, if you expect to lose, you know, six pant sizes in a year or drop like 200 pounds in a <laughs> hundred pounds in 30 days, it's just not something realistic. Is it possible? Maybe, depending on what your goal is and the individual person and whatnot. It, it, there is possibilities of large amounts of weight loss in a small frame of time, but it's not sustainable. And so I think that when most people say that they want weight loss or they want to, to lose fat or they want to get fit, it's more so talking about... Um, sustained weight loss. So they want to get the fat off, but then obviously they also want to keep it off. And I don't think that the general public often realizes that these are two different factors or two different um, mindsets that often go together or people want them to go together, but they don't have the means or don't understand the mechanisms in order to do so. Um, so I want to break those out a little bit for you guys today. Um, so the average consumer that starts out and they say, so the person comes to me, Joe Blow off the street, you know, Susie talks a lot off the street. My mother, for example, I love using my mom. She's easy. Um, comes to me and says, hey, Maddie, I've been struggling for a couple of years. I'm not happy with where I'm at. I don't like how my clothes fit. I don't feel good about myself. I want to get in the gym. I want to be a healthier human. I want to get fit and I would like to lose fat, and I would like to stay at a smaller body fat percentage. I want to keep the weight off. I don't want to yo-yo. I want something consistent that is for health and longevity and my well-being. Awesome. Fantastic. I love to hear it, and I love to help. Um, I will also put a disclaimer in that I'm not taking any personal training clients right now, so this is all just free information for the public. I'm not currently taking any anybody on for training at this point in time, but um, I have had many people reach out in the new year, so I do just want to state that explicitly that I am not taking clients right now. But anyways, I think the average everyday person that's going to come to, to you as a trainer or to, to, to me for lack of, you know, just for situational, you're, in order to pull calories from that person, you can't pull from an empty pot is one way that I like to, to express it. And most people that come to you that think that they're eating healthy, that think that they're eating a good amount of food, et cetera, et cetera, are most likely not making the best food choices and also are most likely already calorie restricted or restricting themselves. Um, again, I'll use my mother as an example. She finally went to a nutritionist, um, not her... Um, Oh God, not the the holistic lady, but a different nutritionist, a real nutritionist, <laughs> um, a dietitian, 
that was recommended by her doctor. And they finally confirmed to her after me telling her for X amount of years that she is not eating enough. I love my mother to death, but she is the typical uneducated fitness mindset where she thinks less is more. So she eats like a bird. She eats well. She does eat. She makes good food choices. Her and my dad um, are very mindful of what they put in their body, but she just eats the tiniest amount. She is the woman that eats like two almonds and she's like, that's enough. I don't want to eat too much. And so I have constantly reiterated to her and I think her seeing me go through the different stages of my fitness career and my life and and bulking and maintaining and cutting and, and prepping and all those things, she seems to realize that, you know, less is not always less or less is not more. Um, most of these people that are going to come to you and say, I want to lose weight are starting, they are eating under maintenance. They are eating underneath the, the calorie amount that it takes to maintain their body weight. And you can't just go ahead and come in and say, you know what? Because I think it's common knowledge or it, it should be common knowledge, but it is very well known that you know, losing weight, you need to be in a caloric deficit. You need to be eating less calories than you are burning off. It's an equation. There are other factors to it. Don't get me wrong. But at the end of the day, most simplistic form, it's calories in versus calories out. So if somebody comes to you and they are already eating less than they are supposed to be eating to maintain their normal body weight, you are only going to decrease their calories more and more and more until they are literally starving or eating such little food and they're not going, it's not sustainable. They're not going to reach their physique goals. That's not the way that you want to go about it. Um, majority of people that I have found through my own personal experience and also watching other coaches, majority of people that come forward ready to take on their fitness goals are in need of a reverse diet. Um, if not right away, um, very soon after coming on with this coach, personal trainer, etc. Um, so what's a reverse diet? A reverse diet is something that you slowly add. You start off at, you know, whatever calories your coach starts you off at or your dietitian starts you off at, and you slowly start to add back calories in order to recomp the body, um, in order to reset your metabolism back to a more um, consistent metabolic rate, and to bring those calories back up to maintenance to start to properly fuel your body. Um, a lot of people find that as they, because they have been restricting themselves for so long, I see a lot of people that start in a reverse diet and they actually lose weight as they increase their calories. This won't always be the case, but a lot of times it will happen that way for, like I said, because majority of people that come forward and want to start this fitness journey are so calorie restricted. So reverse diets are really, really cool. Um, they often, they, they give you more energy. So they often allow you to put more effort into your training sessions. Um, they make you feel better. It'll help with digestion. It will help with your mood, your energy, all the things you can eat more. Love a good reverse diet. And it sets your body up so that you can build those calories up. And that way, when you are ready to enter, you sit at maintenance for a while or you sit in a slight surplus for a little bit and you might be losing weight, you might be gaining, you might be maintaining, you don't know. But when you are ready to start into a caloric deficit and to lose a little bit of body fat, which you might already be doing with the reverse diet, like I said, 
you are not taking from an empty pot. You are taking from a pot that is full and you have, you know, bricks to take off the wall. There are bricks available to remove. You're not pulling from nothing. So that's my most simplistic way of starting off um, a fat loss phase or a, you know, a health phase or uh, that's what I usually like to explain to my clients or to my personal training clients uh, before they ever want to talk about going into a cut or anything like that. Given I'm not a coach and I've never, um, I have never made a meal plan for anybody. I've only helped to advise people on what macros they might be looking at. And then I also try to explain these to people um, that do have questions. I'm always willing to answer questions, although I am not not a coach, not a nutritionist, not a dietitian, not anything. So I try not to advise anybody um, in terms of nutrition, but if anybody ever has questions in terms of macros or anything like that, or like what a reverse diet is, et cetera, I will educate them. With that being said, I will mention that reverse diets are quite the mind fuck and are not always comfortable. Um, so I've had a lot of people that reach out to me um, in terms of their coaches or their nutrition plan that they just got from a coach and they'll say, hey, Maddie, so I just started with a coach X, Y, and Z and this is what they are having me do. Um, they're having me, I, I told them that I want to lose weight. I told them that I'm not comfortable in my body and all we're doing is they're, they're just adding more food and, and I'm eating more and I'm, I'm almost, it's hard for me to get all this food down. It's too much food. I'm too full. I don't think this is working. I don't know what to do. Do you have any suggestions? I've gotten those messages so many times and I've literally had to stop, sit back and say, okay, let's talk about this. So what probably happened is you came to your coach or your personal trainer, your dietitian, your nutrition, whatever. You went to the person that you hired. You went to the person you hired and you said, hi, this is what I'm doing so far. You gave them all your data, all your meal plan, all your, what, what you eat, what you work out. You gave them all your, all your information. And you said, I want to lose weight. And they said, okay, let's do it. So first of all, I do want to say that trusting the person that you're paying to do a good job is important. Um, in the beginning, you wouldn't take your car to a, um, you know, an auto shop or you wouldn't take, you know, your dog to the vet and then try to tell that person how to do their job. Um, you do need to trust them at some point. If you're putting enough value into a person to say, hi, I'm paying you for your services and, and, and you're investing in them and they're investing in you, you do, there needs to be some level of trust there, um, in what they are doing. So, majority of the time you're also hiring them because you don't know what the fuck you're doing and they do. And I'm not saying that every single coach or every single dietitian, nutritionist, blah, 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 personal trainer, um, or me always knows what they're doing. That's not the case. Like there's no all knowing person, um, out there. And so I'm not saying that every single person that is taking on a client in this form is correct or is doing things the right way. You can't make a blanket statement about literally anything like that. Are there going to be veterinarians or auto body people that screw you over? hundred percent. Are there going to be coaches that screw you over? Yeah, absolutely. Is it terrible? Uh Uh-huh. Can you prevent it? Mm, Maybe not. Not all the time. Um, but 
likely the case is you're going to this person, this coach, and you're saying, I want to lose weight. They're looking at your data and they're seeing, oh, like I said, this person is probably overtraining majority of the time, um, under eating and not fueling their body properly. You're probably not resting enough. Um, your hormones might be out of whack. Um, your mental health may not be great. Um, like what's your, your need at your non-exercise? Um, what the fuck does the A stand for? Activity training? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, movement outside of physical training. <laughs> Neat. Science. Uh, loosely science-based podcast. Um, they're looking at all of that data and then they see that, you know, you need to enter a reverse diet, just like we talked about. So they're going to increase your calories. They're going to have you eating more. They'll probably have you resting more. You probably won't be working out as much. And it might feel counterproductive and counterintuitive to what you want to do. But in the long run, this is how it needs to be done. And why? Let's talk about fat loss. So you want to lose, you want to lose weight. You want to lose fat. You want to build muscle. A lot of people say they want to tone up. That's not a phrase. It's not a word. It doesn't mean jack shit. Um, but say someone comes to you, they say they want to tone up. How do we do that? The best way to get rid of fat is to build muscle. Why is that? Muscle weighs more than fat. In addition, it burns more calories than fat does. So the more muscle you have, the more calories you're going to burn. So as you increase your um, muscle production, you increase the rate, your, your metabolic rate or the rate at which you can burn calories. So that's why people that are, you know, more muscular, they eat more bodybuilders, they, they, they eat more in order to maintain that muscle in order to, and especially if they're growing muscle. Oh my gosh. Have you ever seen a bodybuilder during a bulk phase? Jesus Christ. I remember when I was bulking, my parents, um, we were in, it was last either fall or summer. I think it was last fall, last fall, Thanksgiving, last fall. I went to Florida to be with my parents um, for Thanksgiving. And um, my mom always asks me, shoots me a text and she's like, send me your grocery list. I'll go shopping for you. And I always tell her nowadays, I say, you know what? Because she has such a different mindset than I do around food and she eats like a bird. I always say, you know what? I will, I'll go with you when I get there. So we get there and we go to, to Publix and we buy a shit ton of food like literally enough to feed my entire family. And it's only for me for about three, maybe four days, if that. And it never ceases to amaze her every single time we do this. But like when you are trying to, I just said that so Midwest, when you, when you, when you are trying to maintain muscle mass or build muscle mass, the amount of calories that you need to eat. So if you're trying to lose weight, you need to be in a caloric de deficit. So you need to be eating less than you're burning. But if you're trying to gain muscle, the only way you can do that is a caloric surplus. So it's opposite of what you're trying to do. So it's a little bit counterintuitive and it's kind of hard to conceptualize for the average everyday consumer because you need to eat more in order to weigh less. Like get me that, well, not even weigh less, but just to have less fat. Um, we won't even get into the topic of weight because that is just one unit of measurement and it means little to nothing to the average person. Um, you know, if it's something that you're tracking every day um, to look at biofeedback markers and things, sure. But the average everyday person that's just trying to lose weight, you really don't need to be tracking weight um, on a daily basis, at least. Weekly, sure. But daily, it's a little excessive. But 
you know, regardless, in order to lose fat, you need to put on muscle. That's what, at the end of the day, that is the formula. That's how you're going to be successful. And so you need to trust in the person that you are investing in. They are investing in you just as much as you are investing in them with their time and energy. It takes so much to coach people to take in all of those extraneous variables and compile them into one sort of portfolio in order to reach a goal and manipulate the body in a certain way. The body is an incredible machine and it's always trying to fight you. Um, well, not, I shouldn't say always, but a lot of times it is trying to fight whatever you're trying to do. So it, it takes so much consideration. Um, and that's why I think I personally and so many other people have such an appreciation for coaches because I don't think I could personally do it. I mean, I, I have no intention to do it in the future um, in order to fully be educated enough to um, not only understand the physical and uh, functional methods of the body in order to facilitate muscle growth, but then also to factor in nutrition and macronutrients and micronutrients and fiber and water and salt and, oh my God, you name it. And then you want to bring PEDs into it? Good God. Bodybuilding coaches do not get nearly enough credit as they should. Um, and frankly, I think they need to be paid a lot more and recognized more for what they do because it is miraculous and I'm absolutely fascinated by it, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm humble and I'm realistic and I don't think I could ever be smart enough to do that. So props to those that do. Um, but it is a little bit of a, a mental turnaround and I think it is hard for some people to conceptualize that, you know, it's a little bit, um, isn't it like ass backwards? Isn't that the the term? It's a little bit flip-flopped in terms of, you know, what you're doing versus what you're trying to achieve. So open lines of communication with a coach or dietitian, nutritionist, personal trainer, whatever, is super important. Um, ask a lot of questions, you know, make, make that person that you are paying earn, earn the, the respect that, the respect and the trust, there should be a level of respect and trust from the beginning, like I said, but they also need to prove that they are worthy of your services and also going to take care of you and put you in the right mindset, on the right path to achieve the goals that you are trying to achieve, for lack of a better term. Um, but majority of people want to go into an extreme phase when they say fat loss. They're like, I want to lose weight. So I need to go vegan, go vegetarian. Oh, my thyroid's messed up. That's why I'm not losing weight or it's genetics or it's this or it's that. And it's not, it really is the key, the ultimate key and the best piece of advice that I can give to anybody that is interested in fitness, fat loss, muscle growth, really any kind of health goal is find Find consistency and get comfortable in the monotony. Find beauty in the monotony of the day-to-day. -day. It's not going to be exciting. It's not going to be a different workout every single day. It's going to be progressive overload in the same kinds of movements over and over and over again for weeks, days, months, years on end. Majority of the most successful bodybuilders, their programming does not change by much. Uh, throughout months, if not years. Um, you need to find consistency and comfortability in the monotony in order to be successful in what you want to do. So like I said, finding beauty in the monotony, I would say, is 
my number one uh, piece of advice for for anybody in terms of health and fitness. You know, your diet needs to stay consistent. Your training needs to stay consistent. Your sleep, you need to be able to rest and stay consistent in your sleep. Your supplementation, um, your your sodium, all sorts of things, um, all need to stay consistent and um, on the same track constantly in order to see results over time. That's the only way that you're really going to achieve it. Um, in addition to that, I get a lot of questions too about, you know, motivation and how do you keep your motivation? How do you stay motivated all the time? And I will, my, my first thing to say to people always is, you know, motivation is such bullshit. Um, motivation is not always going to be there. And frankly, I don't even really believe in motivation. I believe in discipline and consistency. Um, if you are disciplined, and if you are dedicated, discipline and dedication, if you are dedicated to your goals and you, like I said, find beauty in the monotony, love the consistency, thrive on the consistency, on the structure, on the schedule, you will be successful in what you are trying to achieve. It's those that constantly are looking for some kind of extrinsic motivation. Um, it's constantly looking for a reason to not go to the gym today or a reason to skip or a reason to go out and get food instead of making, you know, your food on your meal plan or anything like that. You know, it's the people that have their own intrinsic motivation that is inside of them to fuel their fire. And so another thing that I also like to say, um, all these cliche terms today, you guys, I wrote all of these down and I'm like, ooh, gotta hit that one, is find your why. So why do you do the things that you do? Why do you wanna lose weight? Why do you stay consistent? Why do you stay motivated? Why do you uh, stay disciplined? Why are you, why are you doing this? Why is it important to you? And as soon as you can really, truly answer those questions and not some bullshit, blanket cover statement over it, you're going to be able to be so much more successful. Um, but it, it, it's really looking in, this is getting like so preachy, I feel like. It's really <laughs> looking inside yourself and finding why it is you do the things that you do, why it is you want the things that you want, and what are you willing to do? Are you willing to have the boring day-to-day -day schedule of get up, go to work, go to the gym, meal prep, go to bed, do it again? every single day. If you're willing to do that, then I'd say you're ready and, and, and your fat loss goals are going to be achieved in small amounts of time, but you've got to trust yourself. You've got to believe in yourself. You've got to take some notes from things that we've talked about in this podcast because there was a lot of information in a short period of time. Um, ask a lot of questions. Um, I like to follow a lot of people that motivate me on Instagram or inspire me to do better. Um, I don't need that constant extrinsic motivation from other people, but I do enjoy seeing how other people stay motivated or how other people have their mindset about fitness and health and losing weight. Um, I do enjoy seeing other things like that. So it's just kind of finding what works for you, but um, it's definitely achievable, but it just takes a different kind of mindset and, and uh, stepping back and looking at the bigger picture, not just, you know, what are we doing today to achieve my goals tomorrow? It's how is every single day this week and have I executed every single day of this week in order to set myself up for next week, for the next month, for the next year to be on track for my long-term goals? Because that's what fitness is. Fitness is a long-term goal. Anything that happens in the short term is not sustainable. And that's what we're looking for is sustainable health markers, sustainable fat loss, sustainable muscle growth. 
you know, you don't want things to happen overnight and then you lose them immediately. You want people that lose weight want to keep it off. People that gain muscle want to keep that muscle on. So it's all about just kind of finding your niche and finding what works for you and making it, making the consistency and the monotony comfortable, inviting, and appealing. And that's pretty much it, you guys. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. It was a little bit all over the place. We did have some pauses in the middle, um, a little cameo at one point. But um, I hope you guys have a great day, a great week, and we will see you next time.